in Mark 4:37, it says, a furious squall came up, a storm, and the waves broke over the boat. This is where Jesus and the disciples were on the boat together. So that the boat was nearly swamped because the waves broke over it. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion, sleeping. The disciples woke him up and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Then the wind died down, and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified and asked each other, Who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him? In life, there will be storms. I live in Los Angeles, where there's probably fewer storms than anywhere in the world, probably. It rarely rains here. It's usually sunny and beautiful every day. But actually, right now, we're in the middle of a storm. It's been raining. I can hear the rain right now, which is a beautiful sound, since we need it. And I even saw lightning for the first time in probably maybe a year or more in LA. So I'm in the middle of a storm right now, which is prophetic because I'm going to teach you how to rest in the storm. But storms are part of life. Even here in LA, there's an occasional storm. You just can't avoid it. Not every single day is bright and sunny. And there are definitely some parts of the storms that are uncomfortable, but you can be like how I am today, enjoying the sound of the rain, full of peace and resting in the spiritual realm. If you can learn how to. Jesus, we see him sleeping in the boat. Now, this is not an accident. This is a lesson that God is teaching us. There was absolutely nothing to fear when the storm was breaking loose. So much so that Jesus was even sleeping. That's what that speaks. The fact that Jesus was speaking speaks to us today. We can sleep even in the storms of life. We can rest completely because there's absolutely nothing to fear. Nothing. No need to worry. And God's hand is upon you on that storm, protecting you and making sure you will come out unharmed, safe, protected. It's God's will for you to live a long, prosperous life. It's God's will for you to go glory to glory, for him to lift you for his glory. So the simple truth is that we really have nothing to fear, that those storms may come, even in the storms, there's still nothing to fear. You're not going to die. You're not going to drown. You're going to make it out alive, thriving, and prosperous. This is God's will for you to live an abundant life, to shine brighter and brighter for his glory. So this past year in 2022, I faced the biggest storm I think I've ever faced. This storm, storms come in different ways in the spiritual realm, but this storm for me was a storm of persecution. As I came into the public eye for the first, really it only been less than a year at this point when this storm hit. 
this came with big attacks against me and my ministry. False accusations, people making videos against me, speaking nasty things about me, and even speaking such hurtful and false accusations as what happened to Jesus when they said that the Pharisees accused Jesus of casting out demons by the power of Satan. It was no small storm, but a big storm in my life. And um, I've never faced a storm like this before. And I can relate to the disciples that had never been in such a wild, threatening storm before. That threat of the devil of fear, I could see staring at me. Um, but the truth is that the devil is the father of lies. And one of the big ways that he comes with lies is to seem really scary and make you be afraid of him and make you think that he's more powerful than you, that his plans are, will succeed over God's plans, that his vessels that he uses are gonna win, you know? Um, he, he tries to appear big and scary, but it's all an act. It's all a lie. It's just as with David and Goliath, where Goliath looked so terrifying. It says that the, in the Bible that the Israelites, they would just run away full of fear when they got at the sight of Goliath. But the, the truth of the matter was, was when God is with someone, they would absolutely easily actually be able to defeat Goliath, no matter how big he was physically. David knew that truth. David had faith in that truth. He had faith in the Lord. His spiritual eyes were open to see God's with me. Whom shall I fear? And I will have victory through God. And so he just courageously, just casually walks up to take on Goliath. It's so beautiful to see that faith he had and the peace he had. In 1 Samuel 17:34, David says to Saul, when Saul doubts him, your servant, David, has been keeping his father's sheep. When a lion or bear come and carried off a sheep from the flock, I went after it. I struck it and rescued the sheep from its mouth. When it turned on me, I seized it by its hair, struck it, and killed it. Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. This uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them because he has defied the armies of the living God. The Lord who rescued me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will rescue me from the hand of the Philistine. So David has such an assurance that God is on his side, that God is with him, and he just walks in that rest and walks in that peace. And this is what God calls us to when the, the Goliaths step up in your life and when a big storm comes. God wants us to be like David. God wants us to be like Jesus sleeping in the boat. As I was saying, with the persecutions I faced, it was an attack like I never faced before. And um, 
you know, the devil was trying to be like Goliath, trying to be threatening and scary, trying to get me to lose my cool or just tremble with fear or give up. But I'm so grateful to say that the devil was a loser and God strengthened me and helped me get through that storm. And for the most part, I kept my peace. I did that by keeping my eyes on Jesus, by refocusing them on the eyes of Jesus. If ever the devil is trying to pull me away with distraction um, at the voices of the accusers. But the Bible says those who keep their eyes fixed, their mind on Jesus, you will remain in perfect peace. And so I renewed my mind with that word of God. I just did my best to not be looking at all the negativity, all of the devil's loud nonsense, and just keep my eyes on Jesus and continue to do what he called me to do. Because the fact of the matter was that he called me to work for him, to be a servant of him, and to keep working for him in good times and bad times on valleys and mountaintops. There was still work of God to be done. There were his people who needed saving, healing, delivering, the word of God preached to them to encourage them. That was never gonna stop. He's called me to this my whole life. So I can't take a break from that when there's a storm. God calls me to work through the storm, to rest in him and keep going, keep doing what he's called me to do. That can be a scheme of the devil to try to, I mean, through the whole attack is just, tr he's just trying to take you down. If, even if he can at least distract you from doing the work of God, that's what he's aiming at. So you have to resist that temptation of the devil to feel sorry for yourself, to just put your eyes onto his accusations and his distractions and keep your eyes focused and continue to keep going and do what God has called you to do even when you are feeling the attacks on all sides, but you just keep going, keeping your eyes on Jesus. I was able to get through that storm by renewing my mind with the word of God, with the stories in the Bible of how all the anointed servants of God were really attacked by the devil because he was so intimidated and afraid of that anointing on their lives. Um, I mean, Joseph was thrown in a pit to die, then, then sold to slavery. This was done by his own brothers because the devil was terrified of the vision, the dream that God gave him. He, he was terrified of the promise fulfilled in Joseph's life. David was anointed king and the devil was terrified for David to step in his anointed position of king. So he worked through Saul to attack David, try to kill him, chase him down with armies. Jesus was persecuted, was tortured, and was crucified because of the devil being so terrified of Jesus and the anointing in him. Um, the Pharisees were jealous, so the devil used them as vessels in this way. And the thing is, is that through all these things, God allowed these attacks of the devil. In all these circumstances, God allowed it for a purpose, 
For David and for Joseph, it was a refining fire. It was to strengthen them, to refine their hearts, to be more like Christ, to build their faith, to test their faith. And with Jesus, this crucifixion had to happen for him to be resurrected, for him to be our savior. God reminded me there is a purpose in this. God reminded me I am allowing this to happen for a reason. God isn't sleeping. God didn't miss it. God knows the storm you're in. He wants it to happen actually because of the purpose behind it because he's going to refine your heart to be more like his. He's going to strengthen your faith. And as you pass these tests, he gets to lift you according to his plan for his glory, lift you into that promised land or to the next level on the way to the promised land. And so the storm is not some scary, horrible thing. The storm is necessary. The storm isn't bad. That's why Jesus was sleeping. This is good. This is, has to happen. We cannot get to the promised land without the journey, without the process, without the way there, the wilderness. We have to go through this. It's the only way. So I remember just being in the middle of that storm and it's hard to really feel these things. But, you, but I renewed my mind with the word of God and I just focused on the truth. And God got me through it. God strengthened me. I grew closer to him through it. And I found a new strength in him as I had to lean on him like never before. And I came out through the storm stronger, more like him, with a much bigger faith. So now here on the other side, I literally feel the feelings of that storm was a good thing. Hallelujah. I'm grateful for the storm. I feel those things now because I see the result of it. I literally see how I've changed. And I see that that feeling of fear and terror and all of that were all lies of the devil. I see that there was truly nothing to fear, nothing. Because when you are surrendered to God, when you are his servant and you're surrendered and you're in walking in obedience to him, this is the most relaxed place you could ever be in life. Like the most worry-free, peaceful place. Number one, you're keeping doors shut to the devil. God's protection is firm around you. Number two, because you're surrendered, because you're his servant, you are so valuable and precious to God. And he really needs and wants to use you to fulfill his purpose. This is how valuable you are. So God cannot allow you to be harmed. And God cannot allow lies to win. The devil to win. God's will must be accomplished in your life. The devil cannot stop the promises of God, the promises of God to use you. 
God has to make sure it happens. God wants this more than anyone, more than you. So many times in the middle of that storm, maybe if it's persecution, you feel this fear like maybe the promises won't come to pass because all of these things are happening. When really that's just so silly <laughs> because God's promises are yes and amen and he needs to make sure these promises come to pass. The storm is just a part of it. It is not a threat at all. So when you're surrendered to God in obedience to him, you're in this place where God is on your side. God, it's not like you're doing funny business so God can't stand with you in those funny business areas, you know, sinful areas. But when you're surrendered and obedient to God, God is on your side, never leaving, always your vindicator. He, he has to prove himself. He has to prove he's with you. He has to make sure the truth comes out and the truth stands. He has to. And so God will allow a time of persecution, a time of false accusations to be thrown around like they were at Jesus, like they were at Joseph when this woman lied and said that he was trying to sleep with her when it was the opposite of being true. And he was thrown into prison. It was believed by her husband and therefore probably many other people that that actually happened. So God can allow those false accusations to stand for maybe a moment, you know, in a, in a time of testing, and that's, that's part of the storm. But lies can never stand. Only the truth can stand. And so the truth always comes out. And it, it's bigger than that. It's God makes sure that the truth comes out. God makes sure that the false accusations die and are seen to be the lies that they are. So we as humans, when we have false accusations against us, it's a, it just feels horrible. And it just feels like, ah, scary. And I need to do something. What can be done for people to know the truth? We don't need to be doing all of that. This is God's job and he's for sure gonna do that job. We don't have to worry about it. Let people think what they want to think. They'll know the truth someday and God's timing. One of the greatest things that I gained in this was the heart of the servant of God to not fear people. Paul says, if I were trying to please people to seek their approval, then I would not be a servant of God. So it really has this definition. You literally can't fear people. Try to... You can't care what they think about you. You can't be, oh, people need to know the truth about me. You cannot be that way and actually be a servant of God. And so I realized that in this storm and I was tested in this way like never before. And I chose to not care what people thought and said and just care about what God thinks of me and just tried to please God every day. And so what happened through that is God built 
that heart stronger in me than ever before. That's heart of a servant of only wanting to please God and not people. And I'm, and, and I'm so grateful for that. And I see that purpose in what he did and him allowing that storm to build that heart in me. And I thank him for that. In the middle of the storm, I firmly believed and never doubted that God would take me through the storm unscathed and that he would be my defender and vindicator and the truth would be known. I fully believe that, never doubted that. But coming out on the other side now, my faith in that area is so much stronger. Like, I feel like if I were to go through the same exact thing again, I would be in the position of sleeping in the boat, like Jesus. Like before, I wasn't quite sleeping. I wasn't sinking in the waters, maybe, but I was probably sitting on the edge of my seat, like, okay, is the storm gonna end soon, please, Lord? <laughs> I was probably more like that. But I really feel like now I would be sleeping. <laughs> And, oh, it just excites me because I know that more storms are coming someday. <laughs> it's part of taking us glory to glory, higher, higher. We have higher and higher. We got to go through the tests, more tests. We got to be refined more. So I know that there will be future storms. Not that I'm looking forward to them, but I am excited because I really feel like I will be sleeping in the boat a little more, at least this next time because I've seen what God has done through that previous storm. He was faithful and there was truly nothing to fear. I might as well just taken a nap and relaxed in the boat of the storm. So I wanna encourage you, I wanna encourage you, if you're in a storm right now, if you might face a storm soon, sleep in the boat. I mean, when you feel, you, you'll probably feel that temptation of the enemy. He'll come, Goliath, scary looking. But renew your mind and know that he, he's just a liar. He's not scary. I can sleep because God's hand is protecting me completely and he's taking me through this storm. I'm coming out unscathed. I'm coming out stronger. So I'm going to rejoice through the storm and I'm gonna rest as I keep my eyes fixed on Jesus. Um, if you are surrendered to God, if you're walking in your obedience, doing the best you can, God wants you to be confident that he's really on your side, that he really, he cares about justice. He's a God of justice and you're just so valuable and precious to him. So don't think like you're going through this alone. Don't think that God's sleeping and missing it. God sees everything. God will vindicate you in his timing. Be patient. His timing's purposeful. Just be patient and allow him to move in your heart and transform you. And you'll see God's faithfulness come through again and again. Don't be afraid of the storm. There's beauty in the storm. That's what I learned from this year. There's truly beauty. And so 
Enjoy the sound of the rain like I am now. Rest in Jesus' arms and come out of that refining fire shining like a diamond. I declare to you this anointing to come upon your life and fill you with strength, to fill you with a confidence in God, and to fill you with Peace. Those of you in storms now, be filled with peace. Be filled with joy. May your eyes open and see the reality in the spiritual realm. I declare every weapon formed against you, it cannot prosper. And I break every word curse spoken over you, every false accusation spoken against you that's hurt you. I break all those word curses. I declare they cannot stand. And I, do, and I wipe them away from you, the way they've entered your heart, the pain in your heart. I speak healing to your heart in Jesus' name. Amen. I can't wait to see you on the next episode. Revival is now. Revival is now. Your kingdom is here. We will walk in your victory. Revival is now. Your kingdom is Kingdom is here.